This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Just one more day, Jake. One more day. <laughs> Two wake-ups to go and we're out. Don't forget we'll be off on Thursday and Friday this week. Don't forget to hit subscribe right now. Do not procrastinate that ass. Hit subscribe right now to win this Xbox Series X. It's 120 frame rates per second. Whatever that means. Uh, it's just a really good gaming system. And it can be yours. All you have to do is hit subscribe. Take a picture that you're subscribed Tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and you're all good to go. We'll enter you in the drawing when we get to 20 or 3,000. What am I talking about? 3,000. I'm new on the show. When we get to 3,000 subs, uh, we will give this away. And by the way, it's been a very good week. We've added 72 subscribers. There you go. uh, In the last two weeks. So we're about 35 subs a week, which I'm pretty happy with, by the way. Fire. So good to see you. Um, make sure you give us a thumbs up and a like if you're here right now. Appreciate that very much. And without further ado, uh, I'd like to say thank you for listening to the show. Yesterday was an incredible day on our audio podcast. Um, if you listen to the show on our two top platforms, which is Spotify and Apple, uh, thank you so much for that. But you can find the Monty Show podcast anywhere you get a podcast. Uh, I Heart Music, um, audience, you name it. We uh, were there. Your mom's house. The uh, your dad's house. Um, not your don't. No, that was awkward. <laughs> uh, I said audience. Odyssey. Uh, iHeart. A lot. You can just say to Alexa, "Hey Alexa, play the Monty Show podcast," and she will do that. Um, you name it, we're there. Make sure you find us, the Monty Show. Or if you want to become like technologically savvy and stuff. Go ahead and watch us on YouTube, themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. Thanks for being here. Let's start the show by talking Utah Jazz basketball. Rudy Gobert's tall. I think we all know that. He's taking on the Sacramento Kings, and I just say he tonight because Rudy is the greatest player in the world, according to all the you know Utah Jazz people who are like, MVP for the Frenchman. He's so much better since he played in the Olympics. Um... Okay, I'll stop. Is Rudy Gobert a legitimate NBA MVP candidate? Well, there's a lot of people talking about it. And what I would tell you is uh, we're two weeks into the season, so I don't know that there is such a thing as a legitimate NBA MVP candidate. But if there was one on this team, it would not be Rudy Gobert because I think now, and this is where the discussion happens, Jake. Right. What's your definition of MVP to me It's who's the most valuable player to their team. That very clearly, in my opinion, is one of two people, and they're not as tall as Rudy Gobert. It's Donovan Mitchell or it's Mike Conley. We've seen it time and again. What happened in Chicago on Saturday night? Well, the Bulls beat the Jazz because Mike Conley had on awesome yarn shoes and not a basketball uniform, and the Jazz lost. To me, if you take Rudy Gobert out of this lineup, Jake, you can still win games. Yeah, and I, and I think the MVP, you know, conversation is is a complicated one. You know, I, I look back over the last couple of seasons, and there were a lot of people upset that 
you know, Le- LeBron didn't win an MVP and James Harden or Giannis did. And so I think when we look at the MVP for the entire league, um, I also think it's not just numbers, you know, and, and the reason Rudy's in this discussion already is because of his numbers. You know, his numbers say that, you know, he's been one of the best players in the league uh, up until this point. And, and like you were saying, it is early, but the numbers do support that. And I, and I think that the trouble is, is number one is a big, I think it, it is tough to win an MVP. I mean, when Jokic won the MVP, that was the first, you know, traditional, like more traditional style big to win it in a long time. Some people will tell you Giannis is a big. I don't look at Giannis as like a five or anything. I look at Giannis as a just a, a, a gifted athlete at his size who plays basically every position on the floor. So to me, I don't really count that as a big. But when I look at Rudy and, and his chances of winning an MVP in the league, uh, I don't like his chances just simply because I think, number one, he's a big. But then number two, the popularity contest that surrounds the MVP does not work in his favor. And then thirdly, to what you were saying, I think we could all agree that Rudy's not even the best player on his team. And and Don, you know, has had a slow start. But Donovan Mitchell is the one who is consistently in the conversation of, hey, this guy's going to compete for an MVP this next season. He's going to be an all-star every year. He's going like he's going to be that guy. So to me, is Rudy Gobert a legitimate NBA MVP candidate? I don't I don't think necessarily he is, but I also don't think that's an indictment on Rudy. I, I think Rudy has has earned the praise. I think Rudy has done a hell of a job to this point um in supporting this team and and I think the whole thing about hey, if you took him off the floor, let's say Rudy got hurt and he wasn't playing, would this Jazz team still be in the same position? I don't know about that because I, I look at this team, and the Bulls game is a good example. I, I look at this team against the Bulls, and I say, you know, there was a lot of penetration in the paint. Whoa, and without, this is a family show. I know, it's a family show, but there was a lot of penetration. And, and you know, without the rim protection that Rudy provides, that's, that's not going to go well for the Jazz. And so, you know, think about it. With him in there, at least you have – at least you have elite rim protection. With him not in there, you can't say that. I mean, Hassan's been good, but he's definitely not the defender that Rudy is. So, I don't know. I think that is a tough That is a tough thing to talk about. Yeah, I, I think that Rudy Gobert is a fabulous player. I mean, obviously, defensively, his contribution is, um, you know, beyond reproach. I mean, he is a fantastic defensive player. But this is always going to be an offense-first team. I, I don't think there's any doubt uh, obviously, with the roster construction the way it is, if you if you look at the way this team wins and loses games, it's the three ball. When the ball's going in, um, Rudy's going to have less of an impact, and they're going to score a heck of a lot more points. When the three ball's not going in, Rudy's going to have you know sixteen to twenty points and usually twenty rebounds. And the likelihood of him having five or more offensive rebounds goes up significantly, which is why I think Rudy Gobert is off to such a great start this season. But this Utah Jazz team is going to begin to shoot the three ball much better. I have no doubts about that. And I say that because I think we've proven that this team, whether that be Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, um, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, you, you name the guy. I don't think there's any question that this Utah Jazz team is an only three-point shooting team. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. If Jordan Clarkson on his own just begins to shoot better, the point total at the end of the night goes up exponentially. So... Rudy's impact offensively will be lessened. And I think we all understand the MVP award in the NBA is certainly an offensive award. I think that is the beginning and the end of the discussion 
I think this is the same conversation we have, what I feel like all the time about Rudy Gobert, is what is his highest, best contribution to this team? And Jake, I'm telling you, it's defensive, and I think that makes it awfully difficult for Rudy to win the MVP award. Yeah, and, and I think if you look at, so, you know, if you look at, you know, Jokic and winning the MVP last season, I, I think it's an interesting comparison. You know, Jokic is a guy for Denver who is a dominant offensive player. I mean, depending on who they're playing and, and the situation in the game, um, he'll take it himself and get to the rack, or a lot of times we see all the time where he'll just stand at the top of the key and facilitate. And, and, and I really think that that is what allows him to win the MVP because Rudy is a better defender than Nikola Jokic. There's no doubt about that. I mean, hell, Rudy is a, def is a three-time Defensive Player of the Year recipient, so I, you could make the case that he's the best defender in the league. I mean, some people do that. But I, the point is, is that the MVP... The MVP is just tough because, again, it doesn't just come down to – it's not like in baseball where – or it's not like the scoring championship where it's just simply, hey, who scored the most points? You won a scoring championship. It's not like that. It, 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 there's so much more to it. I feel like it's – it is numbers, but I also feel like it is, it is a popularity vote. Like, you know, when you get down to the end of the year and you're looking at the pool of guys who are candidates for this thing, when is the last time you saw a real, like, traditional, methodical plotting five – even be in that conversation because I got because I got news for you Jokic is not that guy either Jokic is not a traditional five so that's why I say no he is not a legit NBA MVP candidate yes he is a hell of a player yes he very much was deserving of that Western Conference award that he got for what was it player of the week I believe it was so he definitely deserved that I just think that it's going to be tough to be an MVP in the league when you're not even the best player on your team that's that's what I think is going to be tough to to get over if you're Rudy well and I I think it's so let's have the discussion who do you think is the most valuable jazz man I I think pretty clearly it's it's Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley and I think there's actually a discussion in that and I think that you know if I could go back and do it all over again no I still would not re-sign Mike Conley um, I want five years of prosperity not one year chasing a ring but now that Mike is here, I think it's awfully difficult to to look past how important he is, A, as a three-point shooter, but B, as, a, as an all-around, you know, general on the floor for the Jazz. He's never going to be the most outspoken or out-front guy, but I don't think there's any question that Mike Conley steers the ship for this Utah Jazz team. Yeah, and there's a lot of people joking on Twitter about how the Mike Conley Jazz are 5-0, and <laughs> right? Like, in the well, games that he's played, they're 5-0, and and, and I think that – uh, it's a great point, but I also think, uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, I'm not going to sit here and reward a guy for for his shortcomings, meaning that I don't think that we should say that Mike Conley is, is w in the conversation as one of the most important guys on this team, you know, because on the nights he actually does play, they're way better. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell is head and shoulders the best, most important, highest value player on this team. Because he plays every night unless he's hurt. Um, and, and there's just no doubt about that. And by the way, he's getting better year over year. Like the guy, like now, like what I'm impressed with with Don so far is now we're at a point where where if you leave him open off the pick and roll, right. he's going to knock that down damn near every time. I mean, if it is a wide open, just kind of step right into the three, you know it's going in. And and I think that's a big difference over last year. That's the difference. That was the difference between Don and guys like Dame or Steph or or that. Like those guys are able to just knock it down at will. 
And I feel like Don's starting to stride into that territory this year. Yeah, I think so. I, I, but you, you accomplished an awful lot without Donovan Mitchell last year. You know, like, I mean, I mean, I don't, and and again, I want to, I want to make this really clear. I'm not telling you that you're better off without Donovan Mitchell. So please don't run that nonsense back at me. What I'm saying is this team was still operating at a high level during the regular season with Donovan Mitchell, not on the floor. I think you really missed Mike Conley when he, when he was out after that Minnesota back to back, you never really got Mike Conley back. Um, I think you really missed his contribution. Now that's compounded by the fact that you didn't have Donovan on the floor as well. So you were without Don and Conley. Um, and I think it forced Joe Ingles to do things he was not prepared or physically capable of doing, which obviously impacts the team. But I, I think when you look at, um, you know, most valuable player to this team, I think it's very difficult to say it's not Donovan Mitchell. The things that the guy does, I think he has to get better defensively. Um, but he covers for a lot of mistakes. He covers for a lot of bad decisions. Um, his his range, as you were just talking about a moment ago, um, his ability to score at all levels. Uh, I, I mean, he's the most important player to this team. And I, I honestly, I think, I think Rudy's probably the third most important player on this team. If we're going to rank guys, mm-hmm. I think Don's one, Conley's two, and I think Rudy's three. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. But I, but I want to say again, um, I think on the Rudy Gobert, is he, is he able? Does he have? Let me put it this way: Does Rudy Gobert have access to the NBA MVP conversation? Well. I don't know that he does. I I think that I think that he definitely, without a doubt, has the a- access to. Hey, you're one of the best players in the Western Conference. I think you can put him in that conversation for sure because of well, the effect he has. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because is is Rudy Gobert one of the best players in the NBA? And when and I mean, let, I let's quantify I, that a little bit. Is he a top twenty-five player in the NBA? Yeah, I think you got to say yes because I, I I think Rudy Gobert is a top yeah, twenty-five because player. Here's why. Here's why. I don't think he's on the top end of that list, but I do think he would he, he would be between twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, because I think that the problem for Rudy, and this is again, this plays into the why I don't think he would be able to win an MVP. The impact that he has is is sometimes not always so obvious. So like. There are definitely nights where I'm watching this team and I'm literally seeing teams scheme to work around his effectiveness around the rim when he's on the floor. Not to say they won't attack him, because they will attack him, but what I'm saying is that you're seeing teams work the ball on the perimeter more. You're seeing them go a different path than they traditionally would because you've got a guy in Rudy Gobert who is a juggernaut at the rim. And and I think that so that impact to your average NBA fan, they're not going to see that stuff. With all due respect, you got to really watch the game to identify when that type of thing is happening. Where, like with LeBron, let's say we get to see him in transition the other night with a crazy reverse dunk, and he's all over. He's all over ESPN. Yeah, I. I but I, I, man, that's what I mean. That's there's why it's a tough. lot that goes. It's not tough for me. He's not one of the top twenty-five players in the NBA in totality. Mm-hmm. I think when whether we're talking about bigs, I mean, I'm certainly taking Jokic. I think I'm certainly taking Embiid, although Embiid's durability is always a question. Um, you know, but I'm taking Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't think he's Carl the best. Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, I think that's close. Okay. I think Carl Anthony Towns is 
the problem is here are my issues with Rudy Gobert. And I think we've talked about this. I think Rudy's soft. I think Rudy is not somebody that scares people. I think he, he is not somebody that you're, he's not universally intimidating. I think we saw Giannis the other night just straight up attack him in his chest. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've seen those guys go back and forth and both Rudy and Giannis have won battles there, but he's not bulletproof, mm -hmm. right? Like I think it's very difficult to attack Giannis defensively. It is. I think it's very difficult when you, when you look at offensively, I just think that the development that we've seen in Giannis Antetokounmpo is glaringly not there with Rudy Gobert. So the, like, what, the, do you, what would you be looking for? The range, the ability mm -hmm. to score it at, you know, not at the rim. Right. And I think that Giannis was embarrassed and Giannis has become a pretty damn good jump shooter. The what three balls going down, the mid range is going down, the turnaround fadeaway falling off the baseline is going down. Yeah. And when I say going down, it's snapping. It's not rattling. It's snapping the bottom of the net. Giannis is growing as an offensive player. Now, to Rudy's credit, he's making a hell of a lot more free throws than he ever has before, but he just has not evolved as an offensive player. He he still, and we've talked about this, I know, ad nauseum, but he still cannot dribble the ball. Mm -hmm. um, he cannot put the ball on the floor and get to the hole, and I think that's an issue. But this is not to knock Rudy or say that Rudy's not a good player because very clearly he is. What I'm saying is, to be an MVP candidate in this league, you got to be one of the elite players in the game. I honestly think that all Rudy would need to really take a step forward in the MVP conversation would just be the ability to back a guy down. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be a baseline fade. None of that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I think he needs to be meaner. He, it, Rudy Gobert, there's this belief, and it, especially amongst Jazz fans, there's this belief that Rudy's a badass, that – you know, you don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> well, actually, you do want to mess with that guy because I think Rudy has no answer. If you go dunk on him, what is he going to do? Well, he's going to catch a lob. But on its own, he can't do – on his own, he can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So, Ru Rudy Gobert – Rudy Gobert is just – he's got that soft Euro guy in him. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see him, you know, just go – I would love to see him take an off season and become something of an offensive threat because again, and everybody in the comments I can already see is saying, um, you know, that, you know, Hey, listen, he's, uh, he's having the best offensive year of his career because the jazz are not shooting the three. Well, can, can you expect Rudy to be 20 and 20 every night? No, I mean, I, I don't think you can expect that when the Jazz have that night where they shoot 40% from three. But I also Which think, is pretty typical for them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where they – I mean, to be honest with you, that's where they need to be to be successful as a team. But So I think and, – and again, this is – so this is why I think the Rudy topic is, is so, you know, dynamic but also can get very negative in Jazz Nation – because I think you can't just look at Rudy's numbers. He's he's a, he's one of those guys in the league, and there are many guys like this. He, yep. Rudy's not alone. But there are many guys in the league where you can't just look at their numbers and be like, well, yeah, he's twenty and twenty. That that you know that must mean he's an MVP candidate. But when you look at what how the twenty and twenty games impact the Jazz, those are nights where they're either losing by a couple possessions or they're winning by one possession. Like those are really tight games. But you notice the nights where Rudy has like twenty. 
We even see him sometimes peak at like 25 boards in a yes, game. Yes. But he only has like 10 to 13 points. It, it's in that range somewhere. Those are the nights where the Jazz dominate. But here's the, and, and here's the thing if you're a Jazz fan, and this is the question, and this is the one that Jazz fans always want to argue and avoid. Do you want Rudy Gobert to score 25, 30 points a night? And I'm telling you unequivocally, without a doubt, the answer is hell no, you do not. Because if Rudy is if Rudy's going to continue to score 17 to 20 points a night, this team will not will not progress through the playoffs. They won't, because that means Don's continuing to be erratic. That means Clarkson's missing shots. That means you know, like the the only guy this year who's been on auto is Joe Ingles. And my biggest concern with Joe Ingles is what's really changed with his workload. Mm. Not much, because. You're not seeing Trent Forrest, and we talked about Jared Butler on the show yesterday. Jared Butler is struggling right now, and you're not seeing him playing the minutes that everybody, you know, really anticipated. And some of this is Quinn Snyder does not like playing young guys, and there's not many coaches in the NBA who do. Mm -hmm. They don't like playing young guys. Quinn does not like playing young guys. Jared Butler needs minutes. He needs minutes, and I would tell you, if this struggle continues, I would send him down to the to the G League. And I would get him 30, 35-minute game. Like, let this guy play in the G League for two weeks, play a volume of minutes, get that swag back, and then come back. Because right now, he looks paralyzed a lot of times when he's going to shoot a basketball. Yeah. So, but the problem is, obviously, Joe Ingles cannot continue to play this kind of volume. So You cannot. So, to this point about, I agree, first of all, that Joe Ingles can't be playing that kind of volume. And, and think that he's not going to get hurt i mean he's not an injury prone guy what's well, not even age, that he gets hurt like, jake it's that his production yeah his I efficiency mean, goes way down yeah i mean what it's it's a negative impact on joe ingles when he plays too many minutes i mean we saw that last year but i think to this whole i was just looking at the box scores for the last two games because the last two games are a perfect example of what we're talking about with rudy's impact and how how things affect him so you look at the bucks win the Jazz win that game 107 to 95. Comfortable win, right? I mean, that's that's a, that's a good win. Yes, the Bucks were depleted, but still yes. it's the Bucks. That's it's a, a good, good win. win. You're on the road, like good win. In that game, Rudy plays 31 minutes, 9 points, 13 boards, right? And you win the game. But then against the Bulls, they lose the game. And, and the Bulls Rudy, have no size. Right. Well, they have one guy, but that's it in in Vucevic, but he's not He's not anything special at all. In that game, Rudy has 19 points and 17 boards, and you lose that game. So that's like that's that's what we're talking about. And the Jazz played terrible basketball against the Bulls. So like, so it's like terrible to me. If if Rudy is going to get to a place where where he can be an MVP candidate, I feel like I feel like all he would because think about it. All he really needs to be able to do is say, "Hey, I'm on the block. Give me the ball." And let me go through my guy. Well, this is your Don point, though, isn't it? It is. Don will not give him the ball. And it's kind of crazy, too, because, I like, in the Bulls game and in the Milwaukee game, Rudy comes up, and this is one I'm of the sorry, things he's did, best at. Did you say Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you said Milwaukee. My bad. Go ahead. In, in Milwaukee, uh, Rudy comes up <laughs> many times a game and sets great picks. That's one of the things he's really good at. His screen setting is excellent. And then he rolls off of that. But Don won't give him the ball, even though the Bucks on uh, in like the one instance were playing basically like that hybrid zone scheme we always talk about. Right. And Rudy's just standing in the paint and he can't get the ball. So 
I'm not saying that, that Don has trust issues with Rudy, but what I'm saying is that his teammates aren't looking for him like that on the offensive end. They're looking for no. a pick, and that's it. That's true. I agree. Let's get some comments in here. Good morning to everybody. Appreciate you. Chris Karn, what's up? How's the Traeger, man? How's the Traeger, bro? Did you build it yet? Are you cooking on it? By the way, by the way, mm -hmm. by the way, yeah. huge breaking news on the show. Oh, boy. Gabe Ledley is now in the Smoker clan. Did he buy a Traeger? He was gifted, hand-me-downed, a Green Mountain Grill. Wow. So, Gabe, let's go, man. Let's go. Time to get on Amazon. Get your seasoning game in order. Understand that if you're going to put something on the smoker, you got to season it and let it, you know, let it ferment overnight with those spices. Let it open up. Yeah, there's a there's a not much of an art, but there's some things you need to do. Let's go. Let's Gabe Ledley, Lopes fan Gabe, is now in the smoker clan, and I love it. Let's go, I'm baby. telling you, growing the smoker community, one Traeger Green Mountain Grill at a time. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. So, Chris, hope you're well, buddy. The Blind Swordsman DS says, uh, we're all wrong about Rudy Gobert. He's going to come back to earth. Donovan is the only one that could happen uh, – that could happen on this team to win an MVP, I think is what yeah, he means. Yeah, that's what he means. Yeah. Daner says, good morning. Dane, what's up? Good to see you. Spencer Morgan. Hey, what's up, Spence? Right now, Conley is the Jazz MVP. I, I, I think there's a big conversation on see, that. See, but again, I fall back to what does the MVP mean? Because you say that it means the most important player to your team. I would agree. And in the comments, I mean, Spencer, I think you're probably one of the, the most knowledgeable fans we have on this show. Um, what is Spencer and everybody else? What does the MVP mean to you? Is it uh, like to me? It's who's the most valuable player to their team. If you take that guy off their team, they have no chance to be their best, or you know, however you want to define that. To me, the MVP is the best player on their team. That if I take that guy off that team, they're cooked. It's over. To me, that that is is in. Again, I view regular season in the playoffs differently. I think. In the playoffs, that's that's Donovan Mitchell. We saw how much they struggled once the medical staff, who at the end of the day, by the way, turned out to be correct about his ankle. Um, once they were proven right and he re-injured that ankle, the Jazz never had a chance to win games. Yeah. Never. Without Mike Conley in the playoffs, I think the Jazz were more than competitive with the Clippers. As soon as Don started limping around, they any chance they had to defend the Clippers went away. And I think, by the way, the Clippers were just a better team especially without Mike Conley in, in a healthy Don. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's – yeah, there you go. I think it's Donovan Mitchell. Is there is there? MVP? I agree, yeah. Um, the Nye guy says when Conley sits, the offense lags. Mitchell tries hero too much. I agree And Joe is slow. Hero ball is a real problem for Donovan Mitchell. I would agree with that. Eric C., what's up? Bummer for your Aztecs. Uh, Nye guy, maybe by the end of the season, Butler or Forrest will pick up Conley's minutes and be serviceable. The guy is Trent Forrest. I mean, it, I, I what we saw this offseason in his growth, I think, was so significant. What we saw his capabilities in the preseason and summer league, well, you have to discount that because it's the preseason in the summer league. Yeah. His explosiveness, his understanding, his basketball IQ took a huge jump, right? And a lot of times that happens because you grow confidence. But Trent Forrest is a guy – I still maintain that I would take I would take Trent Forrest over Royce O'Neal every night. Mm. But Trent Forrest isn't going to play a whole lot. That's very clear. 
And Jared Butler is not going to develop sitting on the bench. I, I, I think that that's very clear. Um, the Nye guy says, I agree. Uh, Spencer Joe needs to play a second unit. Where is Spencer's comment? There it is. Um, bunch of uh, filtered comments already today, friends. Uh, it's not a good sign that Snyder played jingles, Spencer says, for a ton of minutes versus the Bulls to back up Conley and Butler only played three minutes. Joe is already getting gassed early in the season. That was my point earlier. Like, I'm really worried about that. Like, I, I am I the only one that's surprised that Jared Butler just has not been able to compete at this level yet? Yeah, I, I think that it, it just kind of goes to show you how – you know the the talent gap and the ability gap between your your average NBA regular season starting five and a starting five in the summer league and and I think that Jared was a dominant player in the summer league. I think he's better. He like right now he's a four A guy as I like to say a four A he's a four A baseball player right. What that right. means is, yeah. is that. He's way better than guys in summer league, but he's not quite ready to play regular NBA contributors. And and that's the tough part. And I think that, you know, the good news about the whole thing is that, you know, you've got a guy in Jared Butler who's learning from Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. So whatever your thoughts are on those two guys, we can both and all agree that those guys have a plethora of knowledge to help and, and develop him. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, what are we, uh, what's tonight game Seven, Six. they're five and one game yeah, seven, game, I think game seven, yeah. game seven. Okay, there you go. So he's seven games into his NBA career. I mean, where is this kid going to be? You know, when we get to game 40 or 50, but I, I think I, Jared Butler specifically needs minutes and yeah. you're not going to get minutes on this team. If yeah. you're not going to play him on the nights that Mike Conley is resting, when are you going to play him? It, it, he needs right now. I would love to see him getting 12, 15 minutes a night. That's not happening because he just can't compete right now. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get better is to get more minutes. And And I would be okay with a G League assignment for a couple of weeks for Jared Butler. I think you've got to get him minutes. Uh, because, again, for better or for worse, and again, Quinn's my guy, but I just he's not going to play young guys. He, he just isn't. SLCP Shooter, what's up? Good to see you. He says, so you're saying it's a problem that – Rudy goes 20 and 20 on a night when the Jazz are cold and need it. No, I'm not saying that it's a problem. What I'm saying is the Jazz are not playing their best basketball if Rudy's going 20 and 20. Yeah, cuz cuz think about it. What what like go this is what this is what I was saying earlier. This is the point I was making. You can't just say, "Well, Rudy's 20 and 20. How is that a bad thing?" Yeah. You have to go you have to go a level deeper than what his stats are. You have to look at, "Okay, what has to take place?" for Rudy to get to 20 and 20. And the, and the issue is, is that, is that for him to get to 20 and 20, the jazz got to shoot like 30, 33% from three. And then that's he's right. on cleanup duty. That's and, right. And so it's not a criticism of Rudy, but, but what we're saying is that, you know, think of it this way. If his 20 and 20 were, Hey, the jazz are not shooting the three. Well, let's stop shooting threes. Cause we're cold tonight. And let's put it, let's feed the offense through Rudy on the block. Okay, we're having a different conversation now because the offense is running physically through yeah. Rudy. But but when his twenty points come from missed three point opportunities, that's not good news for this Jazz team because they live and die on the three. That's the problem. That's why. That's why I use that example of the Bulls and the Bucks game because in the Bulls game, you don't shoot well, you don't play well as a team, and he has a big night. He's a twenty and twenty kind of night. I think he was nineteen and seventeen. He had a big night. But then against the Bucks, he's got nine points and I think it was like 16 boards because they shot the three well. 
So that's why I'm saying go past the stat sheet a little bit and look what takes place or what has to take place for him to be successful. That's that's really what you have to do with Rudy to understand him. And again, I would just remind you on one of his best games of the year where he scores 17 points to give you 19 boards, seven of those 19 were offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, on a night where the Jazz, with, like Don was 2 of 11 against the Bulls. I mean, what were they as a team, though? Look at what were they as a team from terrible 28.9%, 11 of 38. So 11 of 38. And you, by the way, 20, 20 turnovers. In, like, dude, that's a lot. I mean, it's so – anyway, my point is I'm not complaining that Rudy goes 20-20. and 20. I'm just telling you, if you're a Jazz fan, that the way he currently is constructed offensively, you don't want him going 20-20. and 20. I mean, you you don't. I, you you This team wins. The Utah Jazz win when they shoot the three well. And the other problem is, too, like with, with – and, and again, to keep bringing it back to the MVP conversation, the other problem is, like I was saying – Rudy's contribution defensively sometimes can't be measured. Like, how do you measure when the offense identifies that he's standing there at the block and they kick it out and then they take a three? Well, you can't really, you can't really measure that, but that's a big effect. I mean, if they kick it out and they miss that three, he's essentially just saved you a bucket like that. So that's why, what I mean about like this whole MVP conversation with Rudy, that's why I think it's difficult for a guy like Rudy to get into the conversation because it's not as easy as it is for LeBron or Giannis. Oh, LeBron's got 35 and 17 tonight. Did by the way, did you see that reverse dunk? It's all over Sports Center. Rudy's not getting on Sports Center. He's not. Like yeah. that's not happening for him. Uh rectangle with the WR with the number three again. Okay. The rectangle. Right, right. Says we if the it. Jazz have to go without Rudy for an extended period of time, their defense would be horrible at best. Well, I think their defense is pretty mediocre. mediocre. <laughs> um, so I agree with you. I mean, if Rudy's not on the floor, their defense takes what, a step back. Even with Hassan. I do. Even with Hassan on the floor, the, he's not nearly the defender that Rudy is. So what for the Bulls, what did they shoot from the field? Not three point, but from the field. Um, in totality, they shot 42%, 39 of 91, mm-hmm. um, 24% from three. So, Man. so wait, but, Good but I don't Lord. want to skip over that. This, this is this. So this is what I'm getting at here in the Bulls game. You turned it over 20 times. You gave them 20 extra possessions and they only turned it over nine times. They shot horribly from three, 24% from three. Oof. So what does that mean then? That means that they got all their production inside the arc a lot a lot in the paint and that's why i'm saying when when the jazz aren't shooting the three well it leads to a rudy cleanup or it leads to a lot of transition basketball because you're getting big rebounds the bulls scored 107 points 54 of which were scored in the paint so half of their points came in the paint but again that's not i don't want people to take that as us saying hey rudy sucks or he's not playing good defense what i'm saying is that is that rudy can't be the end-all, be-all on defense. He does a lot of great things for you. There's a reason he's a defensive player of the year guy every single year for what seems like forever now, right? But what I'm saying is that team defense is not good on this team right now, and, and, and it is a problem. 20 turnovers for 25 points. Yeah. That's a that's a lot. Think and about and that. by the way, the Bulls had 13 fast-break points. Jazz had eight, so the Jazz weren't out running. Um, 20 turnovers and 13 in transition. They were almost dead even on fouls. Rudy got that technical foul in the corner. Don got a technical intentionally. I mean, I I just don't understand. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. The point is. Yeah. Let's read more comments. 
Um, the Nye guy says if Rudy's going off, Clarkson and Donovan are not. Truth. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton. The Bulls have Alex Caruso, though. So if you're going to crown them, then crown their ass, said Dennis Green. He's not going to get off the Caruso thing. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Don't get off the Caruso thing. I'm just telling you, he's he's really good. Yeah, and I would also say uh, every team would want Alex Caruso, which is why he was in demand. Um, Eric C says, sprinkle a little razzle-dazzle. He wants his razzle-dazzle, okay, too. Hey, let me... Uh, let me uh, uh, hello? Um, all right. Razzle-dazzle! Rack attack! The Nye guy says, dudes, I needed that bag alert more than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Clegg. Hey, Brian, what's up, man? He says he's got to find the balance between hero ball and distributor. Don yes. does. Because the other thing I wish Don would do is when he when he gets into the paint on the dribble drive, there's nothing wrong with passing the basketball. He takes a lot of damage down there. And I there are times where I would love to see him either drop it to Rudy or kick to the corner for a three. He doesn't always have to go up when he's in the paint. And I, I think there's a lot more than taking 87-foot three-point shots to hero ball. Yeah. So uh, that's just something to keep an eye on. Eric C. says, really hope the Jazz don't Elijah, uh, don't Elijah Hughes, Jarrett Butler. Well. <laughs> they have so far, and, and, and I'm with you. I don't disagree with I that. I mean, he, he needs uh, – Jarrett Butler is, is at a point where he just needs time on the floor. He need, I agree with you. He needs a 10- to 15-minute-a-night run on the floor – you know, and and when, if you do that, by the time the season ends, you're gonna have a quality bench guy. Yeah, uh, the night guy says, and the difference between the Bulls game and the Bucks game, Mike Conley. Well, and you know, you also didn't have uh, Brooke Lopez. You didn't have Chris Middleton, one of the best players in the league. Yeah, uh, like the Bucks were without four of their best players. Yeah, but I agree. You're not wrong. I mean, the Mike Conley effect is real for this team. Thanapolis, Thani, Amama, Anti-Takapupo. He is a cousin of Thanos, please. Anti-Tampanupo. Shiva, the god of death. Yeah. You know, Thanos, Janapolis and stuff. Giro guy. You know. You know, Tzatziki sauce. Uh, should not be starting for any team in the NBA. Yeah. You know, like Thanapolis is a – Thanos is a G League player and stuff. Um, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric C says uh, – or no, I'm sorry. Neville93 says, good morning, uh, Morty and Jake. Hey, good morning, Neville. Um, um, I feel like the Utah Jazz should dunk the ball more and pass the ball more. What do you guys think? Nah, you don't want to dunk or pass. Nah, I don't nah. think so. I, I really don't I'm think fine. so. I, I think we should just turn it over like 40 times a game and, and that'd be good. We haven't gotten a Morty bomb on this show in a long time. Uh, Brylark says, just got on and we're already talking about how Rudy sucks. Classic Monty show. Who said Rudy Spine. sucks? Yeah, like who said Rudy sucks? We didn't say that. What are you talking we, about? We literally, I, I, we... I think we've we're had talking a very... about we're talking about where he stands in the MVP conversation, and we're saying Rudy sucks. Stop. Any stop. Tanner says, "What can the Jazz do to defend the paint better?" I don't know. Learn to move left to right. <laughs> I mean, the only You're way they're savage, they, bro. well, but seriously, <laughs> the only way they're going to get better defensively is to trade Joe Ingles and and Boyan Bogdanovich. That's it. Because Royce is a serviceable defender. He's not an elite defender. Hey, uh, he's the best defender in the league. That's right. Well, no, Rudy is. Oh, sorry. Ever. My bad. Um, right, Brylark? Uh, anyway, the point is um, you need to upgrade your wings. That's yeah. how you get better defensively, unfortunately. 
I get that, but turnovers were way less. The Jazz struggle on third down. They do, and they I do. think also the Jazz struggle in the red zone, um, and their special teams play is not good. Uh, they have Jer- a good long snapper, though. <laughs> they do. Uh, not better than Jaron Hall, though. Right. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, speaking of Jaron Hall, says, I think the Jazz need to score more points in order to win. Am I right, N- Neville 93? Well, I really know. don't care if you think it's us. Yeah, here on the Morty Show, uh, you know, we try to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway. where did that even come from? The Morty know. thing. I have no idea. James Knight. James, we're talking basketball. Are you happy now? Yeah. Uh, the stat that can be de- deceitful paint points can be live ball turnovers in transition baskets. No, 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 no. Points in the paint is very telling for the Jazz. Because usually when they win the points in the paint, they dominate games. They'll still win games and lose points in the paint. When they win the points in the paint, they dominate. When Rudy is up at the top of the key contesting mid-rangers, they're going to win the game. The problem is the teams that, that can't adjust to that. Like if Rudy steps up on the Sacramento Kings, they're they're done. If he plays at the at between the rings in the paint, they're, the Kings will struggle, right? But if he stays back, De'Aaron Fox is going to hit mid-range Jays all night long because mm-hmm. they don't. They, the Kings are not talented enough to adjust. You do that to a team like the Bulls. Demar Derozan's going to start hitting threes. How about my guy? How about my guy? I told you he was better than cheat time, Bro, right? You like, need I've to been stop. telling you. You need to, We have for, had arguments to the death. <laughs> About Gordon Hayward and DeMar DeRozan. Gordon Hayward or DeMar DeRozan? DeMar all day, bro. I told you it's G time. Um, DeMar DeRozan has been a revelation for the Chicago Bulls ball club. Um, he's the next no, the, he's the next Michael Jordan. I yeah, mean, I mean, and he wears Kobe's instead of Jordan's. Imagine he's that. better than LeBron, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's the best player ever, so, you know. Uh, DeMar's playing out of his mind right now in all seriousness. It's, he's fun to watch right now. He is. That three that he hit to seal the win last night. Oh, he hit like, he hit two or three of them. Oh. I mean, he, I mean, they, what, they, they. No, 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 stop it. Stop it. Freaking Steph Curry fan. DeMar DeRozan hit a three from the left corner to just break Boston Celtics hearts. And it was a moment that I I don't, I can't even describe my emotions. Uh, I was aroused. I was, I had, why can't, why do people not say goosebumps anymore? I had chicken skin. What's an erection? Yeah. Like I had blood flowing to the uh, lower extremities. I mean my feet, by the way. Anyway, the point is um, it felt really good. Because I was saying to my wife when the Bulls were down 17 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. my wife in her broken, not broken rib sits down on the couch. And I said to her, I just want one team I like to be worth a damn. I want it. Well, let's see. The Blackhawks are sexually abusing people and not winning anything. Um, the Bears, well, <laughs> I mean, Dick ain't coming through that door anytime soon. Um, the Cubs? No, I guess not. The Padres? Uh, Notre Dame? All right, we're going to move on here. You know, just give me one. Just give me one. Did any of them. Fuck you any know. of them. Just like have just a good half season. Right? Bring me back to Dexter Fowler hitting a bomb in Cleveland to win the World Series. Um, just give me something. The Giants are good. Okay, I am not a New York Giants football the fan. San Francisco Giants. 
I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not yeah, a San are. Francisco Giants yeah, fan. You are. No, I am a I there's unequivocally. I don't hate the Giants. I mean, when you work for the Giants, you realize how special that club is, but I am a diehard Chicago Cub fan. Like even Chelsea Football Club, Antonio Conte now coaches Tottenham. I'm not allowed to curse on this show anymore because there are kids watching and it pisses people off, but fuck them. Like Antonio Conte Where might as well. Where are we at in society today? <laughs> he might as well be dead to me. Okay, I, I, I apologize. Makes me want to puke. Uh, sorry. Um, you know, it's fine. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, what's wrong? What wing players do you guys suggest? I don't know, man. Ask me at the trade deadline. Mitchell Harding says, morning, lads. Long time no see. Mitchell Harding. Wow. Let's just put the old boys club back together. Mm -hmm. I love it. Good to see you. Neville93 says, you don't think the Bulls and the Jazz will meet in the finals? I'm just saying. Oh, well, I mean, the Bulls the Bulls are going to win the whole thing for like the next 10 straight years. I mean, yeah. DeMar DeRozan. Um, Eric C says, what's up, Grocock? Was there a Grocock sighting? is there sighting? a Grocock sighting? Did I miss? Corey Grocock! Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Holy crap. He's back. Grocock says, hey, fellas, good to be back now, a plumbing apprenticeship, and have to wake up at 530. Sorry, haven't been watching live. Always on the recaps, though. What's up, Grocock? Grocock. Okay. I mean, and by the way, Grocock won the last Xbox we gave Razzle, away. Dazzle. We mailed it to him, and it took like 17 months to get there. What are you, must? Yeah, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Um, but he sent us the single greatest photo ever. Dude, the, is the mullet still a thing, Grocock? Yeah, Grocock. Tweet, at, tweet us a picture of your mullet. Thing. Yeah. We have to see it. Yeah. We have to see it. Yeah, come on. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, whoa, 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 Grocock sighting? Uh. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Um, Neville says, if the Jazz get their heads out of their butt, uh, I think the Jazz will have to make trades at the deadline. Will. Will make trades that they're not a championship caliber club right now. Eric C says a realistic wing target Tanner, man. I don't know. Wish. Whoa. Wish we could snag a KCP or a Thibel. man. Thibel on this team would be all right. Thibel uh, instead of Royce would be. Oh, geez. Come on. Now you're cooking with gas. Tanner Plummer says, but Monty Notre Dame is good. And man, Titeo's fake dead girlfriend's hot. Um, <laughs> I'm still bitter. I hate Brian Kelly. The Nye guy says, dudes, so I'm Cards and Mariners. Cardinals NFL, huge jazz fan. I need to see a shrink on the daily. How, speaking of shrink, how is how is Kyler Murray injured now? The little guy. Just shrink. Dude. I see what you did there. Shrink, did, verticality, I, and, you know, and you stuff. Know. He's, he's, a, he's, uh, a, he's a tight package deal. See what I did there? What does his sex life have to do with anything? I, okay, anyway, the not... point is... <laughs> The point is, Jesus. yeah, by the way, by the way, yeah, Nye guy, I don't know if you heard Von Miller's an L.A. Ram. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, it's over. And J.J. Waters wet and J.J. Watts hurt. Uh, it's mm. over. Mm. Um, the Rams are winning the West. <laughs> the good old water wet analogy. <laughs> Seriously. Matthew Stafford's a stud. Von Miller's unbelievable. I can't believe the Rams traded for Von Miller. I feel like but Von like, Miller had like I'm happy for Von Miller. Let me put Jaylen it. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Floyd, Von Miller, Von Miller. You know your mom. Like yeah. it's uh, they have everybody. Yep. That defense, 
All you have to do is score 21 points and the game's over. It's final. It, yeah, it's over, and they're going to break you off. Back is broken. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> um, Brylark says, momentous day when we have a Grocock sighting. Exactly yeah, right. finally. Uh, Grocock says, mullet is still going, boys. My guy. Let's go, baby. My guy. Uh, Brylark <laughs> says, anybody instead of Royce would be better. The answer is simple for the Jazz, Jeremy Bolton says. Jaron, exactly right. <laughs> How about how about Aaron Roderick yesterday? Oh, oh man, like, I mean, you know, another just perfect throw, oh. blue line, blue line throw <laughs> on the outside, and <laughs> underthrowing the ball a little bit where the defender can't find it. Here the comes. music. You're so ready. he's looking over the top, and then we underthrow it just a little yeah. bit. You're ready? Here it comes. And uh, so again, fans, this is on purpose. I keep hearing about the underthrown deep balls. We're doing this on purpose. That is a you can't throw it any better than that. Okay, so he listens to the show. Hold on, hold one. on. I just want to point out this music in the background. Like, listen to the music. It's Don't, BYU TV. You man. know, another just perfect throw, blue, blue line, line, blue line throw <laughs> on the outside, and underthrowing like, the ball a little bit where the defender can't find it. Where are and my so douche goggles? Over the top, and then <laughs> seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I got new Oakleys over the weekend that are totally oh, grow cocks. They're bit. totally grow cocks. <laughs> That's a new saying on this show. They're grow cocks. And those shoes are <laughs> such grow cocks. Yeah, like the I yeah, Aaron, come on, Aaron. Brit, Aaron. Brit, can, can you can you go and get the douche goggles real quick? Yeah, Aaron. Mind? Aaron, seriously, bro. Oh wow, we mean to underthrow it. Wait, in the Baylor game, you meant to underthrow like. And so he's looking over the top, and then we underthrow it just a little bit. And uh, so again, fans, this is on purpose. I keep hearing about the underthrown deep balls. We're doing this on purpose. That is a you can't throw it any better than that. <laughs> Come on, guy. <laughs> can't do it any better than that. Oh uh, yeah, except we're gonna underthrow it a bunch of times against Baylor so we can lose that game. Okay. Look, the throw to Samson in the corner in the end zone, beautiful. Perfect ball. You can't tell me you've been trying to underthrow balls all year long. <laughs> I mean, in dating, underthrowing your balls is fine. Yeah. If- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. Yep. Oh, here they are. Here they are. Okay, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me get let me get let me get this back dialed up here. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. You know, another just perfect throw. Blue, blue line, blue line throw <laughs> on the outside <laughs> and underthrowing the ball a little bit where the defender can't find it. And so he's looking over the top and then we underthrow it just a little bit. And uh, so again, fans, this is on purpose. Yeah. I keep hearing about the underthrown deep balls. We're doing this on purpose. That is a you can't throw it any better than that. Oh, you stopped the music. Let me take those. <laughs> those are awesome, by the way. Those are amazing sunglasses. Oh, my God. They're very – Mitch Harper doesn't know. I didn't ask him permission to wear those, but Mitch Harper is a very sunglass-oriented dude. Uh-huh. So. Um, <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, LOL, wait, was that a real Roderick soundbite? Yes, yes. it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyway, LOL, hey, Manti Teo's girlfriend is hotter than Luca's mom. She was, according to nobody, because she was real. get your facts straight. Real. Grocock is known as your typical uh, Bojan in Australia, James says. Hey, man, that's a good living. Um, Bojan. Brylark says, I'm so glad that everyone is waking up to how good Matthew Stafford is. I think Matthew Stafford has a legitimate shot yeah. to, to be an MVP here. So what is this Rams team? Is this the team that signs a bunch of older dudes who have been on crappy teams for a long time? Wait, is that what the, this is? Is that the Lakers? Oh, sorry. No, my bad. That's yep. the Rams. My bad. Um, you know, uh, I think Matthew Stafford's in the MVP conversation. I I think, especially with how down, um, you know, you're you're looking at the other guys like Tom Brady the other night was not very good. 
Um, Tom Patrick Brady Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has not been very good. No, he's not in it. Aaron Rodgers is leading it right now, in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers. He is. I mean, I I don't like the guy, but he is. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Me too, man. He did a bad. His everyone was like, oh. He, he was a great John Wick. No, he wasn't. No, It'd he be wasn't. unfortunate if he tripped and fell into a propane tank and it exploded. It's really unfair. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. You know. It's I mean, my quarterback. Or if somebody could throw him into a pit of, like, you know, puffer fish that were hungry and, you know. You want to? You know. I, you know. Okay. I'm not good. an Aaron Rodgers All right. fan. Yeah, no, that was that's very clear. Yeah, um the Nye guy says Broncos fire sale to get Rodgers next year. Excuse me while I vomit. Yeah. Um Sean Mirzinski says Herbert has two awful games in a row. It's Hey Bear. And yeah, seriously. Though. Yeah, my guy. It's always destined to happen though. It's bound He's to that happen. hot girl now that you don't see for a month and she put on like ten pounds. I mean, it's just really unfortunate. Oh, and wait. kick a person yeah, when I'm not, he's supposed, down. I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Yeah, there's a flag. Uh, oh, we have see, our first she threw flag it at me thrown. And not you. That's a review flag, though. She wants an instant replay. Um, yeah, she threw the flag at me. She's upset. Anyway. What are we challenging here? She doesn't like when I use. Is this Wait, is this a booth review or what, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. uh, my uh, crush on Herbert is dwindling. Yeah. Well, well. Can't be a fair yeah. weather fan, bro. Yeah, he needs to work his abs a little bit now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my point is, I don't remember what we were talking about. Roderick now. saying all these balls are intentionally underthrown. Yeah. Look, I it, Jaron Hall's a good quarterback. Can we stop making excuses like, oh, we're intentionally underthrowing balls that get intercepted and Baylor kicked our ass? Yeah. Next question. Yeah, you lost to Baylor because they ran better than you did, and Jaron Hall wouldn't run the football. And Aaron, by the way. Please call more plays like you did the other night. Yeah. When you get to SC in a month, please call plays like Go you did the other night. down the field. It's not that tough. You know, it is It is not that tough. Uh, Eric C. says the flags are here. Yes, they are. Yes, the, yes, so they are. Penalty and challenge flag. Now, the red one's a challenge flag. Yellow one's penalty flag. So, By the way, can we real quick talk about the college football playoff? Yeah. Cincinnati doesn't belong in the college football playoff. I know. Oh, well, everybody wants Alabama. Yeah, Douche we, canoes. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We want it. If you don't want to see Georgia and Alabama play for a national championship, they're both going to be there. Like, just accept it. You're not a college football fan. Yeah. If you don't want to see Georgia and Alabama play for the national championship, you're not a college football fan. They're by far the two best teams in the country. Yeah. Georgia, I think, is is shoulder pads and thigh pads better than. That didn't really work. Uh, I think Georgia and Alabama are the two best teams, and Georgia is the best team in the country. So this is what I say every year. You already know who the two teams that are going to be in there. Two of the four teams, Georgia and Alabama, are both going to be there. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just how it goes. The, the discussion is whether teams like Cincinnati should be in in the college football playoff. And, and I think that what's hard this year is that there are a lot of soft schedules and the scheduling is typically the factor that separates teams, you know? So, like, we always talk about, you know, strength schedule with BYU or what have you. I think that a lot of these teams just don't have strong schedules. So then what do you go to? Well, how did they win this game? Or how did they win that game? I think or they like, have the 109th most yeah. difficult schedule in the country. Now, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, I mean, it's not a difficult schedule. and so Here, it's like, here are their big wins. Okay, let's move on. Uh, like I'm serious. They like their best win is Notre Dame, 
And Notre Dame is an average football team. Okay, so who are the other contenders? Who are the other teams that we're, we'd be looking at for this? Um, well, Alabama, Georgia. Those are the two. And then does – let me ask you this. Does a Michigan or a Michigan – does Michigan State, after beating Michigan, belong in? No. I'm telling you the answer is no. No. And if we're really looking at – if we're looking at who who belongs in – I think there's only two that you can say right now. I think I think Alabama's in. Okay, so Georgia, Alabama, I think Oklahoma belongs in over Michigan State. What about Oregon though? Yeah. Oregon so. seven and one. <clears throat> They've got a win over Ohio State at the shoe. Now it's Ohio State's only loss and Ohio State's ranked sixth. Oregon's ranked seventh. You know I think but, Oregon's in. That's my opinion. I think that I think that what the, the committee does is they say, okay, who are the two best teams in the country? So, obviously, like we were just saying, that's going to be Alabama and that's going to be Georgia. Now, for these other two slots, how can we find some balance? So, Well, Ohio we, State's going to find balance if they beat Michigan State and then back-to-back with Michigan in the big game. Right. So, you would assume, obviously, you know, they could lose, but we would assume that Ohio State would win both of those. I think they're going to lose to Michigan <laughs> State. Well, we'll see. But let's assume they win both of them. Okay. They're in. But so let's then, say they win both of them. Michigan State's out. Yes. Okay, so where, what does Oregon do? They're Oregon's, in. Oregon's at Washington. Yep. Washington State. They'll win both of those. At Utah. At Oregon State. So they have one landmine left, and Utah. it's at Utah. Utah. And that is the 20th of November, so it's going to be cold, potential for snow. Um, I'm telling you, that's a game they lose. I don't think Oregon's one of the best teams in the country. I, I, I don't. Well, I'm just looking at the the top 25 here for candidates, and and I'm struggling to find somebody. You know, I'm not saying that Oregon's the the best team here, obviously, or that they're outright deserving. But I mean, when you look at the pool, you're like, all right, if it's not Oregon, it's definitely not Notre Dame. It's definitely not Wake Forest. It's definitely not Oklahoma. Auburn. Yeah, Oklahoma's got Oklahoma's got. Yeah. Not a great win on their schedule. Tulane, um, Nebraska, West Virginia, K-State, Texas, but game was 55-48, and Texas sucks. Um, TCU, they fired their head coach already. Gary Patterson's out at TCU. Can you believe they that? They mutually agreed. Kansas, to... Texas Tech, and now they've got at Baylor, uh, Iowa State, who's way off now, and then at Okie State. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's 9-0. I mean, Oklahoma State. Point. Yeah, Oklahoma State would be a nice win, but – I mean, I, I think this is pretty clearly that it's Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and it's probably, probably Ohio State. My, that'd be my guess. I don't like that. But I think if you are if you are Auburn, Oklahoma State, um, Notre Dame, Oregon, I mean, you're all going to a New Year's Six game. Or uh, to me, as long as you win out. To me, I'm putting Oregon over Ohio State if it's between the two. Because I think that Oregon beat them head. Well, you beat them head to head at their place. So. But I, I think, listen, I think Ohio State's going to lose to Michigan State, and I think there's a real chance Oregon's going to lose at Utah. Agreed. So Agreed. I think it'll That's be a non-factor. Be a tough game, dude. It, listen, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, now Baylor moves into the conversation because Baylor, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, you're looking at Baylor being, you know, what top ten at that point. And Baylor always seems to find a way to be like that. That. That hot the trot team, that that like really cute. But Jake, team. they had Charlie like, Brewer. They did anyway. Well, but um, he he quit on their team, so you know. But it's teams like UTSA. No. What about? But by the way, what about BYU at seventeen right now? 
They move up a huge. They jump from twenty-five to seventeen. I mean, it goes without saying you got to win out. You're going to win this week. That's if not they have six P five wins, tell me they are not more deserving than Cincinnati. I agree. Yeah. I mean, but again, here's the problem. So here's the problem. There's no getting away from the fact that the Pac-12 is weak sauce. That's the problem. Yeah. The win over Utah now looks really good because of what Utah's done. But but the issue is is that when you're looking at all these teams, you're like, all right, BYU's got six P five wins against who? That's the problem. So yeah, and then by the way, I also think the I mean, looking at looking at the case for BYU, they need Georgia. They need Georgia to run the table. Like if you if you look at if you look at the SEC standings right now, and you look at what we're heading for in the SEC championship game, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question that Georgia's the best team in the Southeast Conference. I, I mean, yeah. I, I have no doubt about that. If Alabama wins the West, and I got to think that they will, if Alabama wins the West, and Georgia, I think we should just default that they're going to win the East, right? Like, yeah, I think they're going to yeah. run. Yeah. If you look at what's left for Alabama. Roll Tide. LSU Saturday. Mm. We'll Can't be, say that that's we'll a win. We'll be at Mammoth. We'll be Dude. at Mammoth watching Alabama. Bro, you cannot say that that is a win this year. That's a night game. What's on ESPN? Alabama yeah. and LSU. But that's a night game at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. And I'm Alabama. See, when you asked me early in the year, hey, you're my not wife a big... is my wife has the flag in her hand. If I do that again, you, you, hey, you're um, not a big college football guy. Watch that game, dude. But the big game is in two weeks when it's Alabama roll tide and New Mexico State. Oh, neat! Bronco Men and Hollow bring his New Mexico State defense. He won't. Uh, Arkansas and then uh, at Auburn for the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl always puts out, dude. It does. It does, Always. but Alabama's better than all four of those teams. Yeah, but I but that doesn't mean they're gonna win, dude. That game if that game if listen, if this game Saturday with LSU was at Death Valley, I'd be all in on LSU. It's not, so I'm not. Mm. It's I'm not so I'm not. You do not don't. Don't what do you want to bet on do that? that? I don't want to bet. You want to bet, you wanna bet Jack in the Box on the way home oh, on yeah, that? Oh, yeah, sure, we can, yeah, for sure. Because we're, we're definitely having Jack in the Box on the way out. I can tell you that right <laughs> tell now. You that right now. now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just think that this Alabama uh-huh. team this year is not who they typically are. They they sometimes well, yeah. make mistakes. I they, would agree with They that. just do things that Alabama teams typically don't. So that's what worries me about them against LSU. I, I think you're going to have a Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game. This was my point. Yeah. If you're a BYU fan, aren't you hoping that Alabama loses to Georgia because oh, doesn't that open up a spot for you? Yeah, because because look at because you look at the dynamic here, you really don't have a bunch of undefeated teams. I mean, yeah, Georgia and Cincinnati are undefeated, but then you go strength of schedule and it doesn't help their case. So like, yeah. Georgia's definitely in. They're undefeated and they play in the SEC. Okay, great. Alabama to me is in either way because they're Alabama. Who? Roll Tide. Thank you. Alabama. Alabama. But then this grouping, and this is if you're a BYU fan. What the you group of ex- five. What you should be excited about. Sorry, I'll stop. This and, and, and it's a real shame the Boise game went the way it did because Bless if you it. were 8-1 and one right now, you'd be in a great position. Oh, you'd be probably top seven. If you were 8-1 and one right now, my God, you'd be in a great position. I think you'd probably be Notre Dame. You'd be set. You'd be seven, seven eight, uh, eight. Yeah, yeah. You'd be seven, eight. So nine. it's it's Ohio State at six at seven and one. Oregon seven and one at seven. 
Notre Dame seven and one at eight. Michigan seven one so at nine. So here, Michigan State's going to lose. Yeah, I think there's a real chance Oklahoma loses to Okie State. Yep. Yeah, I think Ohio gonna State's going to lose to Michigan State. Yeah. I think Oregon's going to lose to to um, our good friends up at, on the uh, Utah. Hello. Hello. Couldn't remember. Um, fucking. I'm old. You think they're going to um, handle Washington this week? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think there's a real chance that uh, Notre Dame's going to go to Virginia and die. <laughs> um, and they also, by the way, have nobody else to play because it's Navy, UVA, Georgia Tech, and then at Stanford. And they're going to roll Stanford. But. But, but the good news is it's Brian Kelly, so he'll find a way to lose a game. Um, I think there's a real chance that BYU can play for a New Year's Six Bowl. Did did 66 points put you back on the map? Yes. Now, and this is to the to the Aaron Roderick situation. Don't be an a hole. Come out and score 100 points the next two weeks. Score as many points as you can. We're not playing. We're not playing the. Hey, we gotta play depth. Um, we're wearing the Navy uh, tops this week. Dude, I swear to God, I saw that on Twitter yesterday. Um, Navy with white. But, I'm not but happy it, about it. But it's Georgia Southern. And Y'all about to fuck this up. No, we're not. Um, we're going to play the fives and six steps here. Okay, do the devotional voice just for a second. Uh, BYU Radio. Georgia Southern comes to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. It's BYU Radio. Let's go down to the sideline for an interview with their star linebacker, Jimmy Smith. I'm a carb-eating motherfucker. <laughs> Jimmy, what did you have for lunch today before the game? And I ain't giving up no damn Rice Krispie treats. By the way, Jimmy, um, play the MF or drop. By the way, uh, um, uh, you're, you're Jimmy. Uh, we don't know much about you. Tell us about yourself. Jimmy. What's up, motherfuckers? Hey, oh, hey, okay. Let's throw it back to Greg Rubel. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Now, they don't do any segments like that, but that I would be. I am sorry to all of our LDS friends who are BYU fans. We are degenerates and we are going to hell. Good. Sorry. And we'll see you there. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> point is, I think BYU has a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. I know it's unlikely, but I think they have a chance. Um, you know, I think it's it, it's going to be – there's no way they lose to Georgia Southern. No. They, there's – I mean, there's wasn't just – Isn't it – so they There's have, just no – and, and I'm just – if you look Idaho at their – It's Idaho State, it's, Georgia Southern. It's Idaho State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You're done. It's Georgia Southern – at some crap hole. On the, I think that's on the road. It's on the road. And then, and then you SC. go to USC at the Coliseum. That, but don't forget, you have the bye week in between okay, Georgia let Southern me ask and this. Let me ask Idaho this, State. I, I know we're running out of time here. we got to get to some lifestyle stuff. But but if you're a BYU fan going to SC, and if you win that game, you're in the college football playoff, what do you think? No, if you win that game, I think there's a legitimate shot you're playing on New Year's Day. Yeah, but I'm just saying you're. I'm talking about – you're in the process. You're in the I'm process. I'm talking about yeah. how do you feel about winning that football game on the road against SC? Because I don't think that's a gimme. Oh, that's never a gimme. It's 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 SC, but they're going to be t more talented than you. But ask me who the starting quarterback is at that point. If it's Jackson Dart, you're where screwed. is Jackson Dart? I I mean, has that not been the quietest it's, situation? It, as far as I know, Jackson Dart is healthy. Jackson, but he's just chilling on the sideline. Yes. Typical, typical yeah, I, I think, and, and the thing is, um, 
the the problem is with Drake London being out for SC, I think you have to start Jackson Dart. You know, like, I mean, it is. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, I think that if they didn't have an interim coach, if Dante Williams wasn't the coach at USC, Jackson Dart would be the starting quarterback. Um, you know, I think that they're in a situation where you have four games left in the season. And my point is, if they only play him, I think they're trying to keep his red shirt because he hasn't, he's played the, what, one game? One game? No, he played last week. Did he? But he played against Arizona last week and right, led but, to the comeback. But that's his second game. It's his second game, yeah. So it, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that he can play four games and still keep his red shirt. Okay. Maybe they are trying to keep his red shirt. So, yeah. But that's my point. You can't tell me he's not going to play against BYU. Yeah. He probably I'd will. be that's, shocked. That's a good point. Hey, but where is he from? Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah he's hmm. going to play against BYU. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I just, it, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see, um, you know, how that's been going. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Can we switch gears now? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about dating and staring at chicks at the gym. So okay. as usual, Jake didn't work out yesterday. I had to work out by myself. Yeah. Um, I had a conniption over it. We get it. I didn't have a conniption over yeah, it. Yeah, he did. No, I did not. Yeah, he did. Um, okay. Is Adrian Wojnarowski getting hacked on Twitter? What's going on? It, it well, I, I guess. Uh, what, what, what did, what did he tweet? What, what does it say? He's just tweeting oddly at Gary Parrish from from CBS. Gary Parrish tweeted out his uh, Ion College Basketball podcast. Yeah. And Adrian Wojnarowski just keeps tweeting at him three times now. Been waiting on this fine day, comma, GP. Okay, cool. Uh, Sweet. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Tell the gym story. Okay, so um, lazy ass didn't go to the gym yesterday. So, so lazy ass in the gym. I'm at the I'm at the gym by myself. Oh boy, Mrs. Clear, Monty has the clearly mic. he did have you know a little bit of a meltdown because he's still on it. No, I know. did. We well but, we but you don't you, know, ha- you don't understand. You just, don't have conversations with Jake when you say to him, "Hey, fat ass, why aren't you going to the gym?" And he's like, "X Y Z and the rain." I the, was working and closing a deal. You know. Right. Anyway, yeah, it's not a conversation to be had on the right. show. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyway, so fat ass, didn't, fat ass didn't go to the, the gym. Tension builds. I didn't lose my mind at all. I'm not the one that was crawled up on the floor crying. That was not me. Okay. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> so I went to the gym and I they have at my Vaza Fitness they have these cable racks, um, and I was doing biceps and triceps. It was arm day for me yesterday. And so I'm doing biceps. And there's this one particular girl who works out at lunchtime every day Mm -hmm. when we're at the gym. And she wears nothing. Like she is. And she is that girl that is, she's probably six feet tall. She's stacked. She's beautiful. Like Right. She's that girl. And she wears nothing. Yeah. Yesterday, she had um, particularly nothing. I really don't care if you think it's us. And, you know, she, like, there's something, if you know what a Smith machine is, it's a, slant you can squat in it and so she was doing squats in the smith machine yesterday and you know you know how you notice people but you're not looking at them you're doing your thing well there was a guy on the turf there's a strip of turf and the smith machine's right off the turf he's walking with these 70 pound kettlebells and i noticed him when i turned around after i did a a a set of 
biceps. I turned around and he was leaning on the fence and everybody's looking at this girl because she's wearing these yellow pants. Like, and you call them Nike pro shorts, Yeah, but they're just short pants. And she very clearly had nothing underneath that. Like you, there was nothing left to the imagination. What are short pants. They're like, not boy shorts, but they're workout shorts that are like skin tight. And shorts. No, they're not like regular shorts. They're, I don't know how you put it. No, lengthwise though, they're shorts. Yeah, they they just come down. Yeah, her butt like hangs out of them. Like, yeah. Like she was wearing nothing. Okay. And everybody was kind of looking at her and it, it was just Typical awkward. gym procedure. But the point is, is this bro took it yeah, too far. Yeah, he was leaning. There's a fence where there's a like a bunch of yoga balls and the kettlebell racks. And yeah. He's leaning on this fence, right? And just staring at her. And so I had my headphones in. I turned around. I was just working. And then I came back and she had, I saw her walk away. And he picked up his kettlebells and started walking. So I started doing triceps i i was doing these pull downs and i'm watching and she's coming back and she's walking down the turf and then these two employees are walking around uh, walking up behind this guy there's like a square turf workout area and then this fence and he's leaning on the fence and he's walking they get there and he's walking back he put his kettle down bells down. They talked to him. Now I had headphones in, so I couldn't hear what they were saying. But then he dropped the kettlebells, walked over to the cubbies with those guys, took his stuff out of the like he picked up his sweatshirt and walked out of the gym. And so it appeared to me that she like went and said something to them and they threw him out. Yeah. And I don't know, you can't tell me that staring at somebody is getting you kicked out of a gym. Otherwise, gyms across the country would be women only because all dudes stare at women at the gym, right? Like, I mean, it's... But but there's, but there's a line. A, yeah. There's a there's a line in there. You can't just stand there and... Everyone looks at everyone at the gym. Yeah. Correct. I look at guys and girls yeah, at the like, gym. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, sure. I wonder, why do you have amazing arms and no ass? Like, why do <laughs> yeah. you... Like, you, you know, like, so everyone looks at everyone. But when you're, like, specifically... Staring, just the creeper factor. Staring, the creeper factor is real. Then you're across the line. Yeah, yeah. I think I've never been in that situation. Like we kind of go out of our way not to stare at people at the gym. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like you know, because glance is fine. If you're staring for, if you, I don't know, maybe it's thirty seconds. Because you think when you have your rest oh time God. in between sets, that's an eternity. If you were to stare at someone just at that person for 30 seconds. That would make them uncomfortable. That's probably too far. But, you know, when you glance in, everybody's glancing around. But, again, I also put some of the blame on her. Like, this outfit she had on yesterday was a stare-at-me outfit. You don't wear those shorts. Vanity is part of the gym. And she had on – She pretty much had on a strapless workout bra. Like, it was – Yeah. She was – and staring's not against the law. No, but it, you should not be able to wear that at the gym. I think there should be not a dress code, but come on. Like, you could see, like, all of her lady parts. Like, it was it was the first time I saw her yesterday, I was like, come on. So it was just a workout bra and and like and the tiny shorts. I mean, they were essentially underwear. Yeah, her her both of her butt cheeks were hanging out the bottom of her short. When she was bent over, you had very little to imagine. Like it was, 
it was really graphic. And so I, I, you know, I'm not going to say I don't blame the guy for staring at her. But it was uncomfortable. You can't. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Everyone's going to look at whatever anybody's wearing. As a dude, you have a responsibility not to be a weirdo. I'm curious what he did, though, because you can't tell me they threw him out just for staring. And it was not long. Like, they walked up to him, said something. He put the kettlebells down and walked out of the gym. Like, he immediately walked around the fence, got his thing, and walked out of the gym. He must have said something to her. Maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, you never know if he was making noises or something. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's Cleaning Lady Day here at Casa ah, de Monte. That's right. That's right. It is Cleaning Lady Day here. It's how rich people live. Uh, anyway, I just, I, I, my, I guess my point in this whole thing is, I think there should be some sort of, not dress code, but I think level that, of decency. Listen, I think that I think that the tough part about the gym is that you're there to work out, and some people are not there to work out. Some a lot of people there, are not there to work out. A lot of people just go there to socialize, have some fun. Like that's well, kind you, of, know you know that you know the gym bros or the gym yeah. gals that are there to walk around and talk to everybody. Um, and I don't have an issue with that. I I, I think that I, what I have an issue with is if you go to the gym as a female, you dress really really skimpy. And then you're upset with people taking a glance or taking a quick peep. I don't have uh, a problem with her being upset if dude was just standing there gawking. Like, you can't do that. That's just not – you don't have a level of decency about you. You don't – you know, there there is a line, and he clearly crossed it. I would agree. I would agree. I don't I don't know. Yeah. It, it is – it's annoying as hell. What are the comments saying? Um, Let's see. Uh, heck yeah, Rudy is, eBay the Sofa Surfer says. Welcome to the show. Was he playing some pocket pool? <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. There's got to be more to the story, Mirzinski says. I agree. Guys, I need some help with Nikes. My daughter wants the Nike Blazer mids. Get her the Nike Blazer jumbos. You should get her the Nike Blazer jumbo. Uh, James Knight says, like our legal system, they will take the word of the female over the male all the time. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, yeah, that girl knows exactly what she's doing wearing nothing. And that's what drives me crazy. I mean, I think that, you know, again, you're not going to change what females wear. Let's just get that out there right now. There's probably a dozen. There's probably at least a dozen women that wear just a sports bra to the gym. And I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But but I think it's it's not about the actual article of clothing. It's about how you wear it. You know, it's about how you you know go about it in the gym so she is there to yeah. get looked at I, I know the girl you're talking about i've seen her before and, and and again i don't have a problem with it i i don't i it's just when the only reason we're talking about this is because dude made it an issue because dude made it weird he got weird and and that is why it is it is a problem and that's why he got kicked out and that's why at that gym guys are not allowed to work out topless like you must have a shirt on so and i guess i understand that I yeah. guess I guess I understand that. It just is what it is. eBay says uh, I'm just getting on. Hope all is well. Good to see you, man. It's all good. eBay the sofa server says I'm cool with no bras. Period. Hey. Yeah. I, I I'm an odd duck. I just go to the gym to work out. I'm not there to socialize, especially yeah, in well, COVID you're, times. You're well past that scene. So it's, I am. You know, yeah. I, not your crowd. You know. I I it is. Uh, Kever says, is the shirt bigger or are you smaller? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nobody's commented on your aphrodisiac type sweatshirt, Jake. Nope, nope, nobody. I'm surprised. Jake got a new sweatshirt. and Yeah, it looks like he was on an acid trip when he, you know, 
That's the that's the Nyjah Houston sweatshirt. Okay. Aphrodisiac, a lot different from acid. No, it's not. Hey, hey. It's my Rhino? Word. Rhino, what do you have to say, buddy? Yeah, my dogs are freaking out. They want to eat. He says he wants to eat. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, one time at the gym and there was a girl uh, pretty much wearing nothing. There were two old guys staring at her. She got upset and I overheard her saying to one of the guys, um, yeah, I, if you're wearing nothing, don't get upset when somebody stares at you. Hit up the local rec center. All you get there are golden girls. Nah, I'm fine. I'm honestly there to work out. I actually love lifting. I love working out. Mm-hmm. I like the, um, you know, I like the, I, I like the art of working out. What do you bench? Yeah. You know, like I'm excited to go back. I get my, I get my blood work done tomorrow as a follow-up with my doctor. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing my numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they can be better than they were last time, but it would be great. Right. You know, so like I actually like I don't like going to the gym and being distracted real quick. Um, how's your procreatorial activities going? Uh, it's going fine. I'm talking to a couple people, you know, went on a date over the weekend. It was cool. How'd that go? Went fine. We walked around the lake in daybreak. Had a nice time. You were on one side of the lake. She was on the other. Right. And yeah. you guys were just matching. Right. We stuff. were just. Yeah, that's that's what we did. OK, yeah. so first date, you went for a walk. Mm-hmm. That's what she wanted to do. Okay, what'd you guys talk about? Uh, um, a bunch of different stuff. Our life stories. Why do you sigh when I ask you? What because you're that's about? such a hard question to answer. We talk about a bunch it of is? stuff. Yeah, I mean that's a tough question to answer. You talk about a ton of different things. Like I don't know. Okay, we talked well, about, just name five. We talked about our life stories. We talked about you know what we do for work. Um, her dog, last relationships. Like you know we, uh, you just talk about things. You know I don't know. You hate talking about this. Yeah, because there's no, I don't have, like, it inevitably turns into, you know, oh, well, you know, is it going to work out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, but like, what do you mean is it going to work out? It's been one date. Yeah, but that's inevitably where the conversation goes. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I think you have to, you got to talk like three, four times. Like, it's not just one date, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I, th- yeah. So what do you guys, are you going to see her again? Like, yeah, after we, I, w- I would be seeing her this weekend, but we're going out of town. So I'll see her next weekend when we get back. Okay. And is so. she the only one right now? Or? No, I'm talking to a couple people. Um, there was another one who was out of town who's coming back this weekend as well. So I won't, obviously won't get to see her until next weekend. So <laughs> here it goes. Eric see? and Eric asked the right question. Are you seeing her soon, Jake? What about FaceTime? Well, we don't need to FaceTime because we've met already. Like we don't, it's not like that. We don't, you don't, you don't, See, it's not that I serious. totally disagree with that. It's not that, that serious. It's not like that. So you only FaceTime when you're serious with someone. Yeah. When, when you're, when you're like, Hey babe, can you write this down? Cause I don't know these rules. You guys are married. That's why you FaceTime. I've seen the girl one time. We don't fucking about, FaceTime. We sit and talk to each other in person are, you, like adults. Right, right. But when you're on trips, like I guarantee you'll FaceTime on this trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'll FaceTime while I'm riding down the mountain. Cause to show she's her your mountain. wife and you're her husband. You're together in a relationship. You're going to FaceTime. But I feel like FaceTime is also friends. But I'm not friends with her. I'm not. We're, we're trying to date. <laughs> like we talk sometimes. I'm telling you, it's different. You guys don't get it. It is not like that. Might it's be different. a way to like build up the relationship. Uh, I don't think so. A lot of people are uncomfortable. Like I'll, I hear a lot. Like I, and I'm not joking. A lot of people say I'm uncomfortable FaceTiming. It's not something that people like to do. At all, I yeah, I'm it's, old. It's di- I like, must it, be it old. Just, like I don't get it. Why would you? I'm want- not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that a lot. Of, I offered a Facetime. I have in the past, and people are like, oh, it's uncomfortable. I don't like to do it. 
People weird. Eric yeah. C once says, uh, "My sister asked if she gave you butterflies, Jake." Uh, I've never met your sister, so no. I need you know. Not his sister, the girl you went on the date with. Did she give you butterflies? Oh, um, uh, that's not, a no. no. No, that's a no. I would say no. That's a no. To be fair, most people at the gym are pretty happy with themselves. Yeah, probably. Um, FaceTiming sucks. Okay, well, what does that mean? FaceTiming sucks. Like, why does FaceTiming suck? You, I, I don't I get don't it. I don't know. I don't know. People don't like to FaceTime. It's weird. Eric C's sister says, yeah, Dave, Jake, did she give you butterf butterflies? So no. So when you first, let me ask you this. First thing you guys walk up to each other. Is it a fist bump? Is it a hey, a hug. yo, hey, baby? Hey, hey, hey great baby. To meet you. I'm Megan. This is my dog. It's great to meet you. She brought her dog. Yeah, she brought her dog, Millie. She brought her dog. Yeah, I like that. Lab okay. mix, 18 months. Okay. Yeah, nice dog. Yeah. All right. So was it, hey, wow, she's hot or, oh, oh yeah. hey, she's, that's the. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's a good so, looking girl. So looks are not a problem. No, not at all. So there's a personality issue then. No, there's not. See, this is what I mean. There's not an issue, dude. Like, it's just the first day. We have, it was we like, just the, like, the walk around not, the lake, man. Not, the first day, I feel like after having dated a little bit now, the, the terms are different now than they were the first go around I had on Hinge and, Hinge and Phoenix. So now it's like, okay, the first date is, is not hold the door and do all the nice things. <laughs> The first date now is like, all right, let's hug and kind of feel it out. Like that's what. <laughs> well, like what are we feeling? Are we fe yeah. are we feeling out? Yeah. Jake like, has a good hug, by the way. So I hope the chicks are free. He's yeah, like, he's I mean, like strong, and you give him. He's a good hugger. James Knight says, "Nice sweatshirt, Jake. Do they make them for men?" <laughs> eBay the sofa surfer. <laughs> Y'all are hating. <laughs> eBay the sofa surfer says, "If she don't give it up for a month, might be a keeper, Jake." Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Eric C's sister says, "I love Facetime." DM Jake your number. He'll call you right now. Hey. Uh, the Nye guy says, uh, James, haha, don't make us jump your crocodile Dundee alligator ass. Okay, I like <laughs> crocodile it. Crocodile Dundee. Uh, Eric C says, does she like? Uh, does she look like Mrs. Monty? No. <laughs> nope. People, people messed up, man. People whatever you do, messed up. Danner says, whatever you do, Jake, don't break up with her over text. <laughs> no, I'll let me break up with her over Facetime. That's that's what we'll use Facetime for. You know. That's what we'll use FaceTime oh. for. There you go. Yeah, that's there what we'll use go. FaceTime for. So. Is she vaccinated? Yes. Did you guys talk about it? Yes. Okay. Yep, we did. All right. Yep. So what's date two then? Are you going to throw her in the lake this time? Or like what's the... I have no... I You know, I she literally said like she doesn't... She's different. She doesn't want to do dinners and, and all that kind of stuff. She wants to go on walks and go hiking. And she snowboards, so we'll probably go snowboarding at some point, you know. Okay. So I don't know. We have we haven't gotten that far yet because again, you know, we're we're going out of town this weekend, so it's kind of slow played right now because I'm not seeing her this weekend. This has to come to an end. We we talked about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. You need to you need the next phase of your life. Like it, I feel like you're thirsty for the next phase of your life. I think it's really. I don't even know what the next phase is though. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what. Here's some sound advice. eBay, the sofa server says, don't take her to Arches and get pulled over. <laughs> Listen, Brian. We're already making Listen, potato Brian, jokes. Listen, Brian, relax. We are already making potato jokes. <laughs> wow. Good Lord. So anyways. Um, yeah, I. you need the next phase of your life. I feel like you're... You're ready for like girlfriend, get laid, get married, have kids, get divorced, get married. Like you're ready for the whole thing. Yes, let's get divorced. That you sounds know, good. Like, well, I mean, that's cost just myself my money. That sounds good. Yeah, but yeah. you're, I, I, yeah, I fear for you. You may be the fifty-year-old first-time married guy. What? 
cool. I'll have, I'll, uh, I'll have everything I need then. He likes his life single. He likes. He does. I think you gotta, you know, know what you like. The difference is, is I do well. I do well. I'm, I do fine. So I, the, the problem is, is I'm not like it's why I always this again. See, this is my point. This is what we always get to. Oh well, you didn't have butterflies on the first date, so you know you're 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 not into her, or it's not gonna work out. Okay. Like I, I, if anything, if I learned anything from the last person I went out with for three dates, it was that you can't rush things and you have to let them decide the terms. You have to let them, mm-hmm. if they're interested, they'll tell you. you Eric know? C's sister says, keep doing outdoor activities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I don't have an issue with that. I'm just saying that I think it's, I think that the dating scene is difficult. I think that people, Very. people say they're ready. They're not ready. People say they want to feel special. And then you do that and they, they think you're doing too much. Like it just is. It's it's tough. It just is. Um, Jeremy makes a good point. You guys should double date with Jaron Hall. Well, the good news, if you double date with Jaron Hall, you know that this girl will never run away from you. She'll just be standing there not moving. You know. See what he did there. See, that was a mobile thing. Anyway, uh, so, all right, cool. So, who's this other girl? Uh, other girl is Tiffany. She... Does she look like Mrs. Monty? No, she doesn't look like Mrs. Monty. Okay, good. Um, is she a school teacher? No, she's not. Okay. What does uh, this girl do? Is she a school teacher? No, the first she's one. not. The first one is she's the director of operations for like a mental health thing. I can't remember uh, exactly. That good. She does. I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that. What's I don't know how I feel about the name Tiffany. Yeah. So it is what it is. I knew know. one Tiffany in high school and many dudes knew that one Tiffany in high yeah, school. <laughs> you know, it just, it, you just, you she just, was that. She it's was. Fine, you know? Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not going to judge people before I you meet have them. To call I, haven't even, I haven't yeah. even met her. Yeah. No you know. Tiffany's and no Jenny's. Okay. Well, Megan hasn't worked out either. So, you know. Well. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, eBay the Sofa Server says she looks like Jennifer Conley. No, she does not look like Jennifer Conley. No, not at all. No. Uh, I don't remember what she looks like. Uh, Jake, date the Cougars. This is what I've been trying to tell you. Okay, but I'm not going to date a 35-year-old. That's not happening. The only time it's they not. say no is when you ask if they've had enough. Wow. 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 You think you know it all. Wow. Wow. Listen, Brian. Wow. Relax. Wow. Nigh guy on fire with that. Dude. Um, yeah, you need to date older women. I keep telling yeah, you. Yeah, but again, it, it's Okay, a, it's go a fine 31 line. then. No, go but I'm being serious. Then. I'm being serious. It's a fine line. Think about this. Break this down, much like Rudy Gobert's stats, right? Break it down. Here we go. You get on Hinge, a dating app. Think about the 30 to 35-year-old woman who would be on Hinge. What does that mean? Think about that. She's divorced. She's probably divorced. Okay, you guys are making judgment calls. No, uh, no I'm, I'm not. not. That's in my Utah, most dude. women, the pressure on young women to get married in Utah is immense. It's real. Like they like If you're 35 and single, you're pro- in Utah, you're probably divorced. I'm I'm definitely throwing the what? challenge flag at Why? Cuz it's a stereotype. You're making a judgment just no, because I'm, someone's on a dating app. Right. They're probably at 30. You're 35 in Utah. In Utah. And m- you're on a dating app in the Mormon community. You, you probably, you know, you're probably divorced. Could be just like you looking to date. Okay, right. But well. they, I mean, he's single. The difference is he's never been married. She's probably been married. I don't know why this is offensive at all. If you're a woman and you're 35 and you're in Utah and you're single, you either have like one eye or you're divorced. Like there, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's something either that, that interestingly is, that wrong with you. Biased. No, it's not. I think if you're 35 and single here, 
Throw two flags, Mrs. Monty, Eric C. says. Eric C.'s sister says, my brother's girlfriend is five years older than him, and he's your age, Jake. I don't have a problem with someone being 35. My problem is is that most people who are 35 and on a dating app are have been through, you know, the stuff. And I think it's, it's hard. Because you've talked to a lot of them and dated them? Yeah, I have talked to a lot of them and not dated them intentionally. <laughs> yeah, I have. I How have. would you have talked to them when they're outside of oh, your age range? They're not. I've had it open. I match with people sometimes. I talk to them. I do. You think it's judgmental. I don't. I think I'm not going to settle See, for and, some but, BS. And this, there's nothing you know, wrong with that. If you don't want to date, you're, like, you've said multiple times you don't want to date a woman who's got kids already. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah, I, I think knowing it. what you want is really important. But I, I also think we get chastised in this country for being honest. I mean, it's something that it when, shouldn't be. I should not be penalized for saying that I don't want to date somebody who has been through a divorce, has kids, you know, is in this in this situation in life, mainly because I've chosen not to be in that situation. So it shouldn't be something where it's like, oh, well, you know, you're just generalizing people no what i'm saying is i'm generalizing a situation that i see all the time yeah i see it all the time and, and i don't want to be in that situation i i don't at all yeah you know it's better to know what you want than to find out too late what you wanted i think it's messed up that that they're that it's like it's it's this neat thing to be like oh well you know you're judging a book by the cover yeah i am i don't want to be in that situation i don't and i and i fully embrace that but isn't that, that what dating is yeah i mean is. We're, we're in a world where we're on apps where your picture decides whether somebody likes you it is yeah and, and that's that's that is a whole other conversation that i think is that's true is super difficult i just think that it, it, it is yeah you, you it's not right it just is what it is yeah i mean you, it's yeah it's it's a tough situation and, and that's life you know just yeah. like any other situation that that we deal with as as adults, and I just that's why I think dating apps are a difficult experience. Man, Mrs. Monty got turned up quick. Woo! You did not like that part of the conversation. Yeah, I. It's fine that you're saying you don't want that, but you can't say that every 35 year old that's on a dating app is because they weren't able to handle a relationship or something's wrong with them. I don't think that that's fair. Like, that's not a nice thing. So, like, that is very judgmental to say that. Uh, it's fine for you to say these are the things. No matter what age you are, I don't want someone who's already had kids who's been through a divorce, right? Mm -hmm. But saying that 35-year-old women, the only reason they're on a dating app is because something's wrong with them. They had a bad relationship or, you know. Yeah. Like, to, real quick, breaking news in the NFL. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have traded Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs in exchange for a sixth-round pick. Big, beefy linebacker right there. We'll see. We'll see. that If that helps the Chiefs, they need help defensively. So, you know. But anyways, dating's a messed up thing anyways. It is, and, and that's that's the frustration. Like, I, yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's not – I don't have the luxury of just being like, oh, well, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just find somebody. I'll just randomly, you know, run into somebody. I, you don't have that luxury anymore because that's not how the world works, in my opinion. But. Yep. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Here's some more breaking news. Mm -hmm. It is believed that somebody murdered Alec Baldwin's cat in response to the shooting on the set of Rust. Like, what is wrong with people? This movie should not be made. Like, well, I don't no, know it's what. done. Yeah, they're not it's, shooting. It's indefinitely wrapped. They yeah. will not finish this movie. Like, that's messed up. If you killed Alec Baldwin's cat over this shooting, it's not his fault that that shooting happened. 
It's not. Yeah. So, come on. That's that's cold-blooded. Yeah. That it did I get my did, Yes, I did. I am getting my bindings today, by the way. Um the Nye guy says Mrs. Monty throwing hard facts. See, that's your pro James Knight says that's your problem, Jake. You worry about X's and O's too much. Just a heartbeat, man. Mm, I disagree. I disagree. Just a heartbeat gets you into situations that you don't want to be in in life. Yeah. Brylark says, Jake, you need to read the book, The Five Love Languages. It will help you out tremendously. I've read that book. You yeah. should read that book. Eric C. says, my sister likes that book. I don't think it'll help you out book. tremendously. I think it may, it, it's understanding of humanity, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the way yeah. people talk. Wow. When did you become a hater of that book? Uh, those cougars are frisky, Jake, especially with those mm. uh, back braces that Brett Favre and Jerry Rice sell on those commercials. Mm. Yeah, copper. The copper, copper fit. fit. Copper, copper fit. fit. Yeah, because they're older. You know, Tanner Plummer says, Monty, you're right. I knew a couple of girls who got married at 18 because their parents forced them to. Yeah. And yeah. that's messed up, too. Yeah. All right. Play the music. We have to go. Um, Just keep taking swings. Just hit the fastball, Jake. That's all you can do. How's your ribs over there, Mrs. Monty? You got some crack, boom, and pow yesterday from the doctor, huh? Not good enough, dude. Like, no? I, yeah, I really didn't feel like the painkiller you gave me was good enough. Yeah, but you feel a lot better today. You look a lot better today. You look rested today. Yeah, I do feel a bit more rested, but I also slept with the backup on the bed. Yeah, I know. And at one point, I felt like a like a stuck turtle, you know, because <laughs> you can't turn at all when you have it elevated. You it's not like you lay on your side, and I'm a flip flopper, and I was like, I was trying this, to turtle. Yeah. This $6,000 rocket ship is worth it right now, though. Right. I actually didn't hate it. All right. Um, don't forget, tomorrow's our last show this week. So we'll have a uh, we'll have a lot of stuff packed into the show tomorrow. Um, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm Tim, not going to say it. Tim and Jake will both be wearing sports bras and tiny, tiny shorts for yeah. everyone to look at. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We'll package it all into one. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Mrs. Monty. Goodbye, Mrs. Monty. Bye.